So for the month of November, we've been looking through Psalm 107. We've quoted it, we've memorized it, but as we talked about last week, that Psalm 107 was written um, on the tail end of the people coming back into Jerusalem. God's been faithful throughout all generations. His goodness has gone through all the ups and downs, lefts and rights. And there became a time when, as you know, God disciplined his people and exiled them to Babylon. At that moment, the people um, realized that it's better with God. They realized that his love truly has endured forever throughout all history. Now today, we have our own troubles. We have our own Babylons. We have our own afflictions. We have our own struggles. But has God changed? Yes or no? God has not changed. Has his love changed? No. Ever since the beginning of time, God has always been. Why? Because God is in eternity. He's always been good. That's why steadfast love endures forever. So what we're going to do is we are going to join um, the multitude of generations that have reflected back about God's goodness. We're going to do a little different um, than just me preaching we're going to let the Holy Spirit preach to our heart, and we are going to reflect and give thanks to God. So what we're going to do is we're going to read through the rest of Psalm 107. I'm going to start with the first part of the passage, and then we're going to continue to read. At the end of this, I'm going to encourage you all and strongly encourage you all to take these sheets, and there will be four sections of this, and I will encourage you on what to write down. When you write this down, everybody should be doing it. Reflect on God's goodness. So the way I kind of imagine this is, imagine we have this huge Thanksgiving table. And we all get to go around four times around and say, God, thank you for these things. Let this be the case. And no, we're not going to have everybody speak. But we're going to let the Holy Spirit speak to our heart. Because after this, ladies and gentlemen, how great would it be is we are joining with history to the people who have gone through troubles. And as the redeemed of the Lord, let us say what? Say so. And what should we say? Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is what? Good. And his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed, those who have been purchased by the blood of Jesus and placed their faith in him, who will be redeemed of the Lord, may we say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. In this case, we can relate to the trouble of sin. And gathered from the land, from the east and the west, the north and the south. And this is what we continue to do. In each of these passages you're about to read, you're about to hear about these people who have been gathered around from different parts of the world. And how they go through different seasons, different troubles, and as the first part, it's going to say, and some went to this. And we can all reflect on God's goodness. So this is Bruce and Anna Lee. They're going to read the first part of it, and it'll be up on the screen. Some wandered in desert waste, finding no way to a city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. 
for he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. As we can see in this passage, that God is a provider, even in the middle of our distress. He provides good things. And maybe you're going through seasons that things aren't good. Things are good. We just get distracted about the things that aren't good. So, here's my encouragement. Really reflect and take about two or three minutes and write down the following. Write down and give thanks to God for the good things that he provides. Father God, thank you for your provision. We are such needy people, and you know that. You know what we need before we even need it ourselves. So thank you for the history of your goodness and your love that has allowed us to be provided for. Thank you that the provisions are sometimes scarce but they're there. Sometimes they're abundant, but they're there. Thank you for your provision and your love for us. Thank you, Lord, that you are good and your steadfast love endures forever. Can I get an amen? Amen. We also see throughout all history that God delivers people from their afflictions and their distress. 
Maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you feel distressed or afflicted. Now, we can see afflictions in many different ways in our world, and afflictions in, in life and job and finances, or maybe addictions that are in this. Whatever distress that we are in, I want us to know that God is good and his steadfast love endures forever. Even in the midst of your distress, he does not change. In the middle of our afflictions, he does not change because he is a deliverer. And sometimes as a good father, he allows us to go through the seasons. But he is there. And we see this all the way with the Israelite people where they were in distress, but he still delivered them in many different ways. So Tim and Tracy are going to read um, about how the Israelites also gave praise to God in the middle of their distress. Some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and in irons, for they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. So he <clears throat> bowed their heads down with hard labor. They fell down with none to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and burst their bonds apart. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he shatters the doors of bronze and cuts into the bars of iron. So same thing as we did before. Grab a new part of this. And going to write down a praise to God in the middle of his deliverance and afflictions. And maybe you need to look back at your history. How God has been faithful and delivered you throughout the afflictions of your life. Because maybe right now you don't feel that you need deliverance from the afflictions of your life. Let it be the case for you and for me that you write this down. And I want to emphasize again, do not be stubborn and don't write this down. Allow the Holy Spirit to penetrate your heart. And even if you don't write something down, reflect over these truths. And why? Because he is good and his steadfast love endures what forever, even in the middle of afflictions and distress.
Father God, we come to you again and thank you for being the deliverer. Delivering us from the afflictions that this world has, the disasters, the fears, the anxieties, the struggles, the troubles of many kind. And for this, forgive us from the moments that we um, allow the fear and anxiety of this world to overshadow your goodness. God, thank you for bringing us disaster. Thank you for bringing us these things. As I said in this passage, Lord, we're crying out for help alongside all the Israelites, all the people in the middle of our trouble. So as we cry out for your help, thank you that you are the deliverer, that we can trust in you with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding, but in all of our ways acknowledge you. And may you guide our path. In this, Lord, I do pray that as we reflect on these two truths, I've written down and given thanks. Lord, as we come together and we give you praise and worship and glory, united as a church, may we be able to worship you in spirit and in truth. These songs that reflect upon these truths, and as the Psalms and the Bible, they're songs. They're songs of worship in our despair, knowing that you are good. So may we join together throughout history, right here, right now, and to worship and to sing praise to you, for you are good, and your steadfast love endures forever. When I reflect on my life, and you reflect on your life and God's goodness, there are many times that we are ashamed of the things that we've done. Prior to Christ Jesus, who came and died for the forgiveness of our sins, we were blind to our sins. We know we did wrong, but we did not know the one who we were doing wrong to, and that was God himself. After we have come to faith in Jesus Christ, the redeemed of God, the Holy Spirit in us reminds us constantly of our sins. Can I get amen on that? Constantly. That's a good thing. Because we are reminded that Jesus Christ came, died, and forgave us of our sins. Went to the cross for our sake. Suffered and died for our sake. Now prior to the cross, throughout history, people realized that there needed to be forgiveness of sins. So he gave the sacrificial system where a lamb, perfect and blameless, had to be slaughtered on behalf of the sinners. Seems very familiar to the perfect lamb of God, Jesus, who takes away the sins of the world. And this is what the psalmist is about to describe again that God himself, and we can give thanks to God, that he forgives of our sins, of the foolish, silly, sinful things that we do. So as you listen to this passage by Natalie Morris, just recognize that we're all sinners, and we fall short of the glory of God, but thanks be to him that he is the forgiver of sins. Let's listen. Some are fools through their sinful ways, and because of their iniquities suffered affliction. They loathed any kind of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. 
He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. And let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds in songs of joy. So this is what we're going to do. As it says, let them, the sinful, foolish people, offer thanksgiving and sacrifice in this. So on your sheet, simply, thank God for his forgiveness of sins. And maybe this is the opportunity that you get to hide your sheet and just start writing down sins of your past and your present that you know that he has forgiven you from. Thank him for those. Because he is good and his steadfast love endures forever. The beginning part of that passage said some were fools through their sinful ways. Maybe today, before we continue any further, that classifies you. The creator of the universe, and you can see it outside, you can know it, him in your heart, knowing that you're a sinner. And you know that there is a God, and he displays his majesty in all creation. Even the breath that we're breathing shows that there is a creator God. Please don't be foolish to recognize that there's not a God who loves you. He loves you so much that he demonstrates his own love for you in this, that while you are sinners, he died for you. And maybe today you have not placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. I do pray that as we reflect over his goodness and his grace through the sacrifice that he gave on the cross, that you will, even in a reflection service like this, place your faith and trust in him. And then you can write down as a redeemed person, 
Thank you, God, for redeeming me from my foolish ways and allowing me to be your child through the forgiveness of Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. The passage continues and actually ends in Psalm 107, 23 through 43. And it talks about the different storms of life. And in this poem slash song, it talks about ships. It talks about despair. It talks about that there's seasons almost of our issues that we go through. Would you agree that we all go through seasons of life? Would you agree with that? In the middle of our seasons of life, who has stayed constant? God has stayed constant. So whether you're in the season of despair or sin or whatever it might be, we need to know without a shadow of a doubt that he gives us peace in the middle of the storms of life. Please pay attention as Larry and Angie read about these storms. Some went down to the sea in ships, doing business on the great waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep. For he commanded and raised the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. They mounted up to heaven, they went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in their evil plight. They reeled and staggered like drunken men, and they were at their wits' end. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He made the storms be still, and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet, and he brought them to their desired haven. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. Let them extol him in the congregation of the people, and praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turns rivers into a desert, springs of water into thirsty ground, a fruitful land into salty waste. Because of the evil of its inhabitants, he turns a desert into pools of water, a parched land into springs of water. And there he lets the hungry dwell, and they establish a city to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get a fruitful yield. By his blessing, they multiply greatly, and he does not let their livestock diminish. When they are diminished and brought low through oppression, evil, and sorrow, He pours contempt on princes and makes them wander in trackless wastes. But he raises up the needy out of affliction and makes their families like flocks. The upright see it and are glad, and all wickedness shuts its mouth. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord. So take a moment and consider the steadfast love of the Lord in the middle of the storms of life that you have gone through and maybe are going through. Maybe you feel like you are the captain of the ship of despair. He is able to settle the storms. But sometimes he allows us to go through the storms. He allows us to ride the waves. Why? Because he knows he is good and he knows that he is love. So as you reflect back, write down your thanks to him that he is good and the steadfast love endures forever, offering peace that surpasses all understanding. And may you give praise and glory to him by writing down a thankful note to him for the storms of life.
Jesus himself understood distress. Jesus himself can relate to each and every one of us in the middle of our seasons that we go through. Why? Because he became man. And he dwelt among us. Ultimately, he went to the cross. His body was broken. His blood was shed. With your name in mind. My name in mind. Why? Because he is good and his steadfast love endures forever. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given what? Thanks. He broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he he took the cup. And after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat the bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now, whoever therefore eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. So let a person examine themselves. Then, so eat the bread and drink the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. So in the moment, we are going to sing three more songs. During these songs, take your time to reflect on your own life. You've already taken on this third element. You've already taken time to recognize that we're sinners. But this moment is that opportunity for you to go ahead and pray in repentance to him. Because maybe you are continuing to live in those sins. You're living in this despair. You're living in this disobedience, just like the Israelite people and the people of old. May that not be the case for you and for me. But may we know that he is a forgiving God. And as we remember what he did, body broken, blood shed for you and for me, for the forgiveness of sins, may we not be quick to partake of the Lord's Supper until we've had our moments of reflection of saying, God, you are the Savior, I'm the sinner. Thank you. Please forgive me of my sins and let him know what the sins are because he already knows. And then when you're ready, you can come to the table to my right or to my left, or if you are online, grab your chips or crackers and juice and participate along with us as well. For those of you who don't want to participate in what we call rip and dip, ripping the bread, dipping it in the juice and partaking it, we also have the cups um, that you can take back to your seats. So the tables are open at your convenience, but as you come down front as an offering to God, take your thanksgiving cards and bring it to the crosses.
and saying, Father God, you are good and your steadfast love endures forever and lay that at the cross as an offering to him of gratitude and thanksgiving to him. Partake of the Lord's Supper in your seat and then you and I will get to give thanks and to remembrance of the greatest good and that is his death and burial for you and for me. God, to you be the glory and the praise and the honor for the opportunity for us to remember your goodness on the cross. And may we spend some time reflecting for the tables are open and as we come to the crosses with gratitude, laying our gratitude statements at the cross, may we remember that it's all about you, that you hold all things together in the middle of our despair, in the middle of our need, in the middle of our storms. And thank you for being the forgiving, loving God that you are. Thank you for this time that we get to spend reflecting upon you. May we do this in remembrance of you. I pray all this in Jesus' name. And everybody said,
of heaven held its breath Till that stone was moved for good For the Lamb had conquered death And the dead rose from their tombs And the angels stood in awe For the souls of all who'd come To the Father are restored And the church of Christ was born gospel that we know that is good. Why? Because its love has endured how long? Forever. Ladies and gentlemen, one day you will see in Christ Jesus face to face your Savior. And face to face forever and ever we will worship, serve, and unify together as you've heard us sing glory to him knowing that he is good and steadfast love endures forever. So as we Leave this service after this last song. May we be on mission and purpose for his goodness and his grace in our everyday life. So let's end seeing the truth that there will be a day, and I pray you know Jesus, there will be a day that you will see him face.